cinema subtext. This podcast is geared all towards all things cinema, television, movies, um, and specifically in kind of a discussion and analysis of the effects that I have on culture, on consumer behavior. Uh, I'm Alex Ames. With me is Morgan Ventura. Um, there's really no way around it. This is for a college class. This is where this started. It's What's the name of the class? Com uh, 1500? 1500. It's a, a mass media. Mass media. Right? Um, this whole thing starts as a project that is geared towards um, where the class is, is about mass media. So in the class, we're talking about music, movies, uh, what else? Like how the internet became all the background information. Video games. For the class, the purpose of this whole thing is to have a, a medium that we're supposed to create. We chose a podcast um, to talk about a specific subject in the class. And Morgan and I both love movies. Uh, movies, TV. Um, I don't know. Would you consider yourself a, a fan or a critic or a, a student, I guess? I would say it's more of like a for love of the game. I like to just go to a movie and see how they are or see their plan of entertaining me you know i am not like i'm only like a comedy and like an action little suspense not a scary movie guy not a you don't do haunted houses no they're the worst why do you do that to yourself i don't know i've had some uh, funny experiences with that but I just can't do them. I can't. When you do movies, it's just, when you say being entertained, what do you mean? So, for example, saw the movie um, Upside mm. like two weekends ago. And I love to see Kevin Hart being super nice and changing and respectful, but then staying how funny or staying his funny self and just making you laugh through a sad time or um, challenging time, getting to know the, the gentleman that's in that movie, he's paralyzed, and he has to take care of him. And so it's just, he, but the whole movie is him just making the Ryan Gear laugh and have a better life, and Kevin Hart just does an amazing job at that. Hmm. So I just like that kind of comedy Especially the you know the show that we're talking about, Brooklyn Nine Nine, hilarious. My wife introduced me to this show. She's like, "You're gonna love this one," because that's this is the time that she says I like slapstick funny. Slapstick funny. She likes just things that are normally funny. So our jokes sometimes don't click. Yeah, <laughs> I love like watching these movies. Just make me laugh out loud. Like yeah. I'm opposite of your wife. I'm in the theater. Yeah. I'm dying at yeah. everything, and like I feel like I'm the like only you're, one. Like you're reading the inside jokes, the Im- like <laughs> the uh, the sarcasm, the implied. Oh yeah. And her humor is more like obvious. This is a joke, sort of thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to to t. And like I'm like ready to like use their quotes in my life. That's like kind of how I live. Like you know, and she's mm. more of like witty like she creates those jokes and i'm like yeah. so sometimes i have to pretend is she spontaneous like is she pretty good at coming up with something like on the spot like yes 
Like usually at other people's expense, probably. Yes. And so yeah. what <laughs> kind of what she says, so she's like in, she's in IT. She says that they all think she's hilarious. Mm. But sometimes she tells me the jokes and I just. <laughs> You're like, love you, babe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you nerds, you know, that's what I. With this podcast, the idea that you can expect every time we want to talk about the analysis of the show. So we're talking basics like acting, the writing, the character development, just overall uh, opinion, like asterisk opinion of this show. And then the idea is to segue into an analysis of of the hidden messages, uh, blatant plugs for consumer commercials, you know, whether that be cars, or electronics, things that are embedded in the show. Um, and see if you agree or disagree. Um, I'm, I'd be curious, Morgan, you've been, you've been proactively like into movies and shows for how long? I want to say since the beginning, my family is a big, um, movies, TV shows, Christmas break is movie marathon That's where you go. like we're in, you know we do our presents and then we're at the movies you go to the movies yeah like yeah, that's great what are your thoughts on brooklyn 99 like your first because you said your wife you're like uh, you're gonna love this show you sit down you watch season one thoughts just exactly as as she said like she so i like before previously i would watch new girl you know mindy project and they're all the a similar um, comedy mm-hmm. where the same group of people just cracking jokes at each other. And so that's what I, I really, I really like that in Brooklyn nine, nine where they have the group and every single one of them is so different. They are all their own key. Like they're the key to the group. Some of them are really weird. Some of them are Who are you talking about specifically. Um, Let's get into it. So, you have um, Jake Peralta, and played by Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg, and then the, his sidekick is Boyle. Boyle, <laughs> yes, Detective Boyle. Yeah, Detective Boyle. And his his name is Joe Joe Lo Trulio. Uh, yeah, it's like an Italian name, Joe Lo Trulio. Lo Trulio. Sorry, if if he ever listens to this, I hope you do someday. We're butchering this, but you're hilarious. Oh yeah, so funny, and like he's like this. Um, when you guys watch the show, he he's like this loyal fan, almost like this Jake Peralta fan girl that just loves everything Jake does, almost like this quasi crush on him, almost. Oh yeah, he <laughs> he can't he can't function. In one of the episodes, uh, Jake Peralta he gets fired technically but he's uh investigating one of the um, they're cops by yeah. the way yes police officers and he's investigating one of the higher up chiefs and so they have they they fire him to send him undercover and um oh shoot what's his name Boyle just lays on the ground under his desk because he misses Jake so much. <laughs> like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> like a like a like a man's best friend. Like when you're like when you leave for the day, your dog sits by the door because he's super depressed. That's hilarious. You guys, if you haven't seen this show, ugh. Can we just talk about Terry Crews for a second? Let's talk about Terry Crews just for a second. Um 
huge. This guy is is bodybuilder. I think he's like six foot two, two hundred what forty pounds, something like that. He's actually coming to UVU. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. No, it's February twenty second, twenty nineteen. Right now, he's coming. Uh, March. I think March twelfth or fourteenth, something like that. Second week of March. Um, he's speaking here. Of course, it's completely sold out, but um. He's a huge advocate for like women, um, not not women equality per se. What am I trying to say? Like Res- uh, respect. Yeah, I'd say respect for women. Right. Yeah. Like that, that's like his big thing. And what's awesome is in the show, whoever these writers are, um, w- we need to validate that for the next podcast. But they are so good at at incorporating these the actors like in the characters themselves. Yes. Right. Their characteristics, like Terry Crews in life, is super into family and and um, relationships. Even say just having that that integrity or right. um, in your relationship, because right now in in the times everybody's you know it's e- it's easy to just oh yeah uh, I'm done with this I'm done with her you know we're it's breaking very up you know? swipe right swipe left. That sort of thing. Yes. Did you? I dodged the bullet with that. I was married before Tinder became a hot thing. So, like, did you experience that in your da- dating life? Yeah, for like, I think it was like two months before, <laughs> before I was going to be dating my wife, and um, yeah, it's I'm it's quick, easy. It's just kind of how it is, you know. You meet up, and you know what you're meeting up for. To circle into the content of the class, which reminder, that's where all this is starting from, is a is a communications class here at Utah Valley University. Um, that is the culture right now, but that's not what's portrayed in these in the show. You know what I'm saying? Like Terry Crews in the show, that's not his personality in the show, or or th- that is his personality in the show, um, but it's not what is going on right now. So I feel like. That's a statement being made by the show. Is that a reach? No, and I, I feel like that as with multiple characters. Um, like for for example, um, Terry Crews in the in the movie he or in the show he doesn't uh, when he comes back. Kind of in the beginning, he is on leave or active duty leave, so he's in the office. But he's not going out into the into the field because they just had their twin daughters, and he's scared um, that he's going to get hurt and he's not going to be there be there with them. So there's an instance when he's in the mall, and he they're they're trying to find a bad guy, and all of a sudden the mannequin moves, or not moves, but they hear a noise behind the mannequin, and he just starts blasting the mannequin because he's so freaked out that he's going to get hurt. By a, a bad guy. Oh, that's that's where the, that's how the uh, the show starts. Yes, right. That's like one of the episode first episode one, pilot. In the pilot. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Oh, that's right. Because, because the, the chief is introduced. The new uh, who's uh, played by uh, Andre Brugger, right? Andre Brugger plays um, Captain Raymond Holt, who's hysterical in his own way. Amazing actor. So good. They introduce Andre Brugger as. A he's a African American gay sergeant, no captain, who and, and then actually make commentary about him struggling with that through the seventies, through the eighties to rise to the ranks. Yep, 
in I think episode or season two, episode three or two, um, it really explains that when um, one of his colleagues, they were in the sa- at the same time in the same rank. Um, let me, I can't remember. It's a woman, right? Like a rival of his. Yeah, and um, she, so they were, she had a, she kind of had a crush on him, and she thought it was mutual, and so right before they go in, right before, like, um, they're about to get promoted, I think one of them is, she, like, comes over and is like, hey, like, let's get it on. Yeah, and he's like, I'm gay. I'm gay. (laughs) And that's, like, right at the... And she like covers back up and walks <laughs> out, and it's just he has this been like he feels that she was out to get him because of that rejection. And she wrote, she felt that she wrote uh, a letter of recommendation that said he was this, 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 and this, all bad things. But in reality, we find out in later on in the episode that she wrote a great letter of recommendation. He just didn't get the job because of that time and that cultural time. They weren't really accepting of gay officers at that time they weren't accepting man you know even even right now it, it we're talking about it and i'm realizing just how big of an impact or how big of a statement that is right and how they're pointing out how you have a non-accepting culture in fact there's this there's a scene where um it flashes back to andre Bruger or captain raymond holt's past and the sergeant's like you're black and gay, so you should just have all the gay black cla- uh, cases, you know, all the weird stuff. Yeah, and I feel that they do a good job of showing how you should treat um, a person in that situation. You're saying, fr- like, as a gay person or, or someone someone facing any um, type of that prejudice yeah, of some that, kind. Yeah. Because I feel like um, Jake Peralta, he when he finds out, he had no idea. Like he, that was the last thing on his mind. And I think it's in episode two. Mm. Um, and he tells him that he's gay, and then he starts thinking. He's like, "You didn't pick up on the hints." Yeah, he's yeah. like, "Wait, what?" He's like, "Man, I'm a bad detective." Because he couldn't even. They were all over the place. You know, the hints were everywhere. But he didn't really... He, he didn't consider yeah. it as, as strange or weird. No. It was just like a... It's just who he is, and, and th- there's nothing bizarre about it. Man, that's so crazy. Like, uh, just now, I'm, I'm putting these two things together, because you've got this one situation where he's like, you know, you're black and gay, so you should just take all the weird stuff. And then you got Jake Peralta, who didn't give it a moment's thought. Yeah. I want to talk about this also. This might be where it could get, and I don't want to make this a controversial podcast, but I want to point something out. You guys, if you haven't seen this show, you'll love it. But it takes like four seasons for them to to introduce that one of the characters, I won't say who, um, comes out as bisexual. Like three seasons, is it three or four seasons in? That's a long time. And it makes me wonder, are you... There's a lot of stuff right now going on. I mean, it's been a couple of years now since, you know, gay marriage was legalized nationwide. Um, it's still um, a lot of people in the uh, LGBT community are, they're feeling oppressed. 
Um, and they're fighting for certain things, for, for certain circumstances to change, right? Um, and it makes me wonder, are you changing a, a character's... That's a pretty core attribute to change that late in the series. So are you, are you jumping on board a movement? Are you just trying to cater to people to get ratings up? You know what I mean? Or yeah. You know, I... I feel that in this time in our in our, in life and in history, mm-hmm. it's in order for you to really grow, you have to have that diversity. I mean, you if you look, you know, mo- TV shows, movies, five, ten years ago, it there's only one way of life. There was that was not acceptable in the movie, you know, all these different things. Mm. Whereas in now the those groups are fighting through. They're fighting through their their oppression or, you know, hard times and they're having a voice. And so now I feel that, you know, the those movies and TV shows, they in order to get those um those groups incorporated, they have to have those they have to write those in to relate so that they can relate and they can feel comfortable and feel happy about their their decisions and society and media is they are a part of society and they are included in the consideration yeah because i mean all everybody wants is to be happy and i feel that Mm. these tv shows and 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 movies in being made now are really emphasizing on that everybody can be happy everybody can have that happiness you know and they're they're showing it so that people can get a better idea of how to 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 associate and to um what's the word i'm looking for associate and be and fit in i guess so that everybody can fit together and not be in awkward situations i can appreciate that because i'm not gonna lie my first reaction when the character goes um when the character announces Hey, I'm by. I was like, okay. Like, why? Like, and look, I I am not gonna oppose. You know, it's not a political opinion that it's like, okay, I don't want by characters on this show, right? I want everybody to understand that. But it 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 does kind of irk me a little bit when you make something that blatant that far into the show. But I can understand from that perspective why you would do that. Because it's just furthering. What you're saying is it's furthering the effort to include these people in culture, in the culture of our media, right? Okay. That makes makes a lot more sense. That makes me feel less, (laughs) not mad, but, you know, it was weird for me. I mean, was it weird for you? Did it come out of left field or was it just, oh, okay. Well, I kind of feel that she never really... Like through the through the shows, she kind of is always really enclosed about her. She says, "Oh, I'm going on a date," but she never like says, "I'm going on a she's date with this guy." She never, yeah. She that this actor, she's never saying, "I'm dating a guy," or "I'm going on a date with a guy," or "I am dating a girl." She's never. It's very ambiguous. Yeah, she is the 
she is such a closed book. She's just mysterious. That's the word to put. She is just mysterious. You never know what she is doing. And all of a sudden she does something and you're like, oh, I would, it hit was me not, in the face. I was not thinking that that was happening. It hit me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? Um, this actually would be a, a great segue um, into, into kind of the, the final segment of this. Um, unless there's something you think I'm missing, but um, I also wanted to touch base on how fascinating um, the plugs are for consumer habits. So um, see what you can see um, when you're watching the show, guys. When you check out Brooklyn Nine Nine, there are little plugs. Um, they call it brand placement, or, or excuse me, product placement, where you subtly work in a, a consumer. Uh, of some kind into the script of the show. So like uh, Volkswagen, for example, is is very obviously a sponsor of this show uh, because they have like this perfect shot, this perfect shot of Volkswagen. I think it's a Passat as they're getting in <laughs> to the car, just sitting right there. And then they, oh, I'm going to make a phone call. And then it, it pans right to the steering wheel and a, and a finger goes boop. Like, okay, so... Makes me wonder how much did you pay? First of all, Volkswagen, if you're listening to this, how much did you pay? Did you see a return? Can you prove that there was actual influence? Because I don't know about you, but when I walked out of Marvel, like Iron Man, when he's driving that all right down the road, I'm like, dude, I feel like a million bucks, and I want out here real bad, right? Um, and I'm I'm curious if. Uh, what your thoughts are on the science of this, because the, the further we go down these podcasts, we're going to talk about product placement and, and consumer habits. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are on the strategy, placing things like a Volkswagen car into the plot to pay for the film or to pay for the movie, basically, but or to the show. But um, if it's if it's worthwhile strategy and if, if you think it's actually influential to behavior. Um, I, I feel that kind of just like you said, like in you know, with Tony Stark, you know, now that that Audi is now on my um, my goal map in my house on my picture because that is what I end. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Like my, my end goal when hopefully sooner than later, right. but is to be able to hack to get one of those or um, in, you know, in in different shows. Those are what kind of with those that your favorite actors, they're the ones that kind of give you the boost to do those things. Like, because normally you're not going to go buy a, in this example, you're not going to go buy a, a Jetta just because, you know, I mean, you might if you like Jettas, you might. That much. For me, I mean, that's not what I, that's not what I'm going to go buy. Mm. But if I, Jake Peralta becomes my guy, I'm thinking, okay, maybe, you know, Jet is not that bad, so maybe interesting. Maybe those um, these things are not just you know you have to pay for the film like we're talking about and and have a sponsorship, but also maybe it is to persuade those act those people that get fully invested because you know what I'm talking about like there's people that invest so much into shows they live in that reality. Oh, totally, absolutely. Like, um, I I almost. As I'm sitting here, I'm thinking like every consumer has a has, has a um, like a decision pathway, right? Kind of like where they are in the process. And um, if I identify, if I leave, um, if I finish Brooklyn Nine Nine, 
I'm going to finish that show feeling wittier than I probably am, <laughs> like funnier than I probably am. Um, it influences my mood, right? It influences my behavior. And if I'm in the market for a car, I already like German engineering, and I see this car, the odds are if I'm ready to go, I might just drive down the street. What I would love down the road when we do these podcasts is to find data. You know, it's going to take some investigative work, but I'd love to see, like, hey, Volkswagen, did that obvious ad that that uh, that Brooklyn Nine-Nine squeezed in there for you, right, that you paid money for, did you see a, a change? Like, did you see a spike in sales when the episode aired? Or... What benefit is a is a product seeing from those kind of shows? But I can tell you because I've been. I mean, you said it yourself, right? You've got the Audi right on your wall. I'm the sa- I'm the same way, right? Audi USA. If you're listening, you got two fans that would love to drive your cars, right? Um, what, what are you like an A6 guy? Yeah, my so my favorite. I think it's in first movie, and it's right when he shows up at that party. I can't. Exactly which it's the R eight. Yes, yeah. So that's that's I, the dream, baby. Like what is it? Like a freaking V ten? Oh, just butter, money, literal money. Like, ah, oh, so good. And like, if I, I do right. I I feel influenced. I I feel like I am Tony Stark. I I walk out of there feeling like I'm a genius. I'm rich. I'm jacked, and I can go buy an Audi right now. And then you realize, wait a minute, I'm not. I'm not the founder of a multi billion dollar company but someday right <laughs> yep S- still here at uvu counting pennies <laughs> counting pennies man <laughs> counting pennies um you guys um more is there anything else you feel like we want to cover in this because again reminder this is um a podcast that is geared towards mass media and the influence today we've talked about brooklyn 99 awesome show check it out it's super awesome um we've also covered a, a discussion on uh on culture consumer behavior and uh it's only going to get better from here yeah i think i think just kind of to add to that just to show the value and quality of this show um so when it was canceled it went only 48 hours being canceled oh my gosh that's right what happened what made it come back after just two days so the fans um we're st- so the fans started a petition, and it was just getting signed, signed, signed. They had 127,000 people sign the campaign asking Netflix to bring it back on. Netflix? Interesting. Like to keep producing it or just to keep? Yeah. Wow. And then, yeah, so it says um, on, this, on the website here... Um, U.S. Television. U.S. Television.com? Yes, yeah, you okay. So Brooklyn Nine-Nine was pitched to NBC during those 48 hours, and then they um, bought it. And then Man. it says right here, it says, Ever since we sold this show to Fox, I've regretted letting it get away. So NBC, it was on NBC first. Uh-huh. And then it, um, then that's when it, it went out, and then... Fox got it because Fox has it right now, right? Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So Dude, Fox. NBC. And it says, uh, so ever since we sold this show to Fox, 
quotes. They regretted it. Yeah. Letting it get away. Oh, how do you feel about that, NBC? Oh, and then how do you feel? It says, and it's high time it came back to its rightful home. Yeah, okay. that's not happening. Okay. <laughs> yeah. For the right... Um, I wonder if there is a price that would allow that to happen or if they're just like, you know what? No, you, you've kind of missed the boat. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm sure every... Everything has Everything's a price. Everything's for sale. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. For right now, I feel that um, it's doing good. If that's not a commentary on the influence of, of, of media, I don't know what is. I mean, you've got a, a group of people I mean, that are talking like world peace, world hunger, um, uh, 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 social rights, religious rights, et cetera, et cetera. But you have hundreds of thousands of people that are like, no, nah, we want this TV show. We want it back. So much so that a network picked it up. That's huge. Yeah. And a huge case, that I think, a huge case study. So if we do a paper or something, boom, there it is right there. Okay. Um, guys, Cinema Subtext, episode one, season one, episode one, in the books. Um, we'll have some links uh, to the the websites we've referenced um and we hope that as you continue to listen we we want your feedback um those that are in our class in the department um at utah valley university or anyone else that just happens to pick this up um it's going to be on anchor uh which is the dopest app ever for podcasts um and if you guys have input on either the show or our comments on the influence on culture we'd love to hear it yeah We appreciate it and take care till next week.